Well, just like a bad penny, they always come back. Yes, it's season two of Two Old Goats. We're back. You can't keep us away. The gate's busted. And I tell you what, if you've been uh, listening to Washington, get the heck out of here. Their gate's busted, too. I'm Bill Gray. And I'm John Chapman. And we are back for a second season. Glad you are with us. We're pretty excited about this thing. It, uh, it's, it's therapeutic for some old folks like us. Uh, as we ended the season last time, uh, the last one was on uh, collective bargaining. And I'm a big fan of collective bargaining in the sense that individuals have more power, have less power than groups. And, um, and whether it's in a union situation or an interesting thing happening today uh, in South Carolina, two workers at a local um, Dollar General went on strike. And they aligned with a, a South Carolina Union of Service Workers. I, I apologize for not having my notes about this because I wasn't going to talk about it. It was until it just came up. But it was interesting that you hear a lot about Starbucks. You hear about other places trying to unionize, but you don't often think of um, Dollar General. I, I, and, and maybe that's you know a, a hard thing to say, but I, I just don't. I, I mean, they're a, they're a job just like everybody else. I, I it was a learning experience for me. And it's also a local union in South Carolina that they're aligned with. And they basically went on strike for what? Uh, better working conditions in the sense that the staffs were too low and there were times that they were the only people in a store, like one in two people. And it just they were understaffed. Uh, yeah. Where have we heard that? Yeah. Um, and uh, the other main complaint was that they didn't get raises they were promised. And, you know, my question about that is, I mean, they were promised. Uh, and, I mean, you went on the line for them. And, I mean, it, it, I would like to say that it draws attention to people that need representation are not all in one group. And uh, that, what do you think? Well, if you have somebody that says, well, we'll take care of you, you have nothing because they don't always take care of you. They always forget their promises. So if you don't have it in paper and writing, it's not any good. The boss telling you that, you know, we're going to give you a pay raise after three months or something. It's not guaranteed. The boss can tell you anything, but it's not there. So we're going to really talk about yeah. How do you organize today? Since yep. these guys went on strike, that's one way to do it. But they had to somehow know that there were local, there was a local organization that they could go to that would give them some guidance. So basically, when you try to organize a workplace, you get a few of your fellow employees together. That's one way to do it. Or you can just be interested and decide to call one of the international unions or talk to a friend that's in the union. And they usually can get you in touch with somebody. But the way organizing goes, you have to have what the labor law calls a showing of interest. 
So you have to have 30% of the workforce decide that they want to have a union and they have to sign what we call an A card. It's an authorization for representation. Those are legal documents that you sign. It's just a little card that says basically your rights to organize. And it says that you'll be represented by this union in whatever particular union that is. So that's when you go in and start talking to employees and you find out what their gripes are, what their complaints are, what they've been promised or what's going on. And you figure out a game plan that the employees can live with. They start off, like I said, you've got to have 30% of the workforce to sign the A cards. And these A cards just they're used to get you to an election with the National Labor Relations Board. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So you get your you get some cards signed. If you got a workforce of 100, you got to get 30 cards. If you got a workforce of 10, you only have to have 3 cards signed. But then you can file a petition with the Labor Board. And once that starts, once you notify the Labor Board that this is happening, they send documentation to the company, whoever that happens to be, and then that starts the process of going to an election. It's difficult to organize in the South because everybody's got their mindset of what unions are and what they've done and everything bad about unions is out there. But, you know, the that kind of banter that goes on in the in the TVs and everything, nothing is good about the unions except the unions get you this and that well this falls into a category of things that if your statement was true then more stuff would get done i mean we hear this conversation all the time about the media is liberal 70 percent at last a report of newspaper columnists are conservative the largest uh, audience for news on cable is a, uh, a network that says they're conservative. So, you know, we don't have the power that I hear people say that the right or the, the left center and left has. This is the same thing about unions. We hear all of this about unions, but the percentage of workers in a union is lower than it was uh, this year 11.3 percent in 20 or 2022 of course it, it fell by three tenths of a point so unions are not what's screwing up this country it's the other 90 or other 86 percent of the people whatever i mean I, I don't know math it is a vast majority of workers that are not organized in one way, shape, or form, that um, that you know those people need to rise up. If unions were that powerful, things would be better for people. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, you're a union member. Yeah, we I mean, both you, are. You, well, well, yes, I I'm retired, but even my wife's a union member. But what you get from the union is you get protected rights. You yeah. have a negotiated agreement, and. Those things are spelled out in the contract that you have negotiated and agreed to, and the company has agreed to. 
So when they don't follow the rules or you don't follow the rules, there's some procedure in there for you to go by, usually a grievance procedure, that you can adjudicate the problem and get it fixed, which makes the company more efficient and makes you a happier employee, and happier employees are more productive. But I mean, would it? Would, uh, sorry for interrupting, but it, it's like, would it make people feel better if they got to go in their boss and 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 not negotiate on a level playing field? I mean, that, that's what the union does, doesn't it? That's right. I mean, when you have somebody like me from the international union, and you went in to negotiate a contract, you can tell the guys, "This is how we do this. We go in." We go in, we want the moon when we go start to negotiate, and you get what you really want. So you go in and you ask for a little bit more than you want, and you're probably going to come out with close to what you want. It depends on the economy if you're going to get everything you want, but most employees by their age group, you can usually tell, do they want money or do they want better health care or do they want retirement benefits? These are all things that are negotiable items in your contract. When you well, go to negotiate your first contract to get back to our original subject. Yeah. Now, is this the petition area or is that coming? Where's the petition? I'm trying to get my notes back in here. Well, when you, when you get your showing of interest on your cards, your 30%, you can file a petition with the labor board. That triggers an election by the National Labor Relations Board. And usually that's, I believe, 42 days from the time you file a petition. Uh, there's a stage in there that's called a hearing that you go to, but most of that time that gets waived. In all my experience, one time I went to a hearing on, on that, and that can delay an election because the company usually will say, this is not the correct bargaining unit that you petitioned for, or they've got some reason that they say there's something wrong. And you can go to a hearing, which is before the labor board, and usually attorneys for the company, and you. And you go in there and you fight out the issue and you get it resolved. But if you don't go to a hearing, it's usually within 42 days, and that's when the company will usually take its employees and have what they call captive audience meetings. Just means bring a bunch of employees together and tell them how bad the union is, that we didn't know all these problems were going on, but we can fix it if you give us another chance. Of course, that's usually the way it goes. But in the process, once you file the petition, you're going to go through these meetings. You try to talk to the employees and keep them straightened out about what labor law is, what the company can do and what the company can't do. This is a period when the company can usually create some unfair labor practices by having the supervision say, well, we're going to just cut your pay and things like that, which is a threat. And that becomes an unfair labor practice. So the board, the union would file a petition with the board for an unfair labor practice. And those would try to be resolved. And sometimes the company does that just to extend the time before you get to an election. But in usual time, it's 42 days. <clears throat> the board comes in to the company and they have everybody that's in the bargaining unit to come and vote, secret ballot. Nobody knows how you vote. You mark a ballot, says, do you want to be represented by this union? Uh, yes or no. When 
the election, when the time is over for everybody to vote. And it could be depending on the size of the unit. It could be a two or three day thing, but most units it's done within an hour or two. And as soon as the period of time when the election was held, as soon as that closes, a union rep would come in along with the company. The labor board sits down and he counts the ballots. Nobody touches the ballots except the labor board. They count the ballots. And if you win the election, then the labor board will certify that you are the winner and give up order to the company that they will negotiate with the union. If you lose, you go home and then the company's got to fulfill its promises to the company or you come back next year and you can't file a petition except once a year. So if employees decide, <coughs> excuse me, that they, 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 they lose the election and they decide, well, the union didn't do anything for me. The company did go through and give me all the stuff that they say they were going to do. Then chances are the union won't be back because the employees are happy. But if they're not, we'll be back next year to do it again. Well, I mean, also in uh, in these meetings, these elections, uh, I mean, even if a, a local is not formed, there's a high percentage of workers in in those um, voting that get better deals just by you showing up. That's right. I well, mean, the they, companies had to make a promise or two to say, we're going to do better. We didn't know there was a problem. Once they do that, they got to do something for the employees. If they don't, the employees will want to do this again next year. But you can't file a petition except, well, you know, I mean, a, a year after the election is held. Well, you know, it's gives you a year to, to look at like, okay, what could we have done better? Well, um, some employers will fix themselves, but some won't. They go right back to everything's over. We don't have to worry about this. You know, we'll do it. And they go back to it and the employees decide they want to do it a union next time. And usually you win on the second election. And it, the company it, put it to them again. It, well, I mean, the company mindset is, you know, not on their employees it's on their stockholders or their profits and their stockholders. And their product. Um, they got to get it out the door. I, I mean, I, I wonder if it's a coincidence that most everything went up 20% and corporations had to pay 20% in tax. I mean, is that a coincidence? Yeah. Of yeah, course. Of course, it, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, there is an interesting um, poster. I guess that I saw during uh, um, uh, putting some notes together on this, and it's from uh, some protests in West uh, Wisconsin in 2011, and it's "United We Bargain, Divided We Beg." Good, I, I, I mean I, I, that's pretty serious. I, I mean, like it. Yeah, United We Bargain, Divided We Beg, and one more thing while uh, you're taking a little break there. It's the Union of Southern Services Workers, and it looks like it's based, it could be based here. They have a local here in Columbia, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to do a lot more. Um, I would direct you to their website 
and it's USSW.org. I direct you there not to get you to join it by any means. That's not for me to do. It's just a, a small group of people organizing. You know, it's not a million workers at Amazon that they're working on. These people are trying to help, you know, two people at, uh, at Dollar Tree. Okay. Well, Did you talk about um, uh, the, uh, the E-list and I just was asleep at the time? Well, s- sort of. When you file your petition, one of the things that happens is you get a list of employees from the company, which we call the Excelsior list because okay. it comes right. from way back when, when a, a case was filed back in the 30s. It's from the Excelsior Underwear Company. Oh, wow. The board said you have to provide the union with names, addresses, and phone numbers of the employees so that the union is able to contact those employees to give them the other side of the story. That's what the E-list is. Okay. Okay. I do have some notes and I I didn't check that one. And and again, I, I don't want to beat this to death that, you know, no one is, I mean, even though both of us are, you're retired union. I mean, I could talk about um, IATSE and uh, which is the entertainment workers union, the theater workers union. And I'd much rather have an, an IATSE rigger. Uh, and for people that don't know what riggers are, they're the people that climb up in the, in the rafters of the building and put the motors in for um, shows. Uh, one of the biggest shows I've done was 140 something points. Uh, as are all motors. Um, but riggers do that, and we got the best riggers in the world in our local. I'll tell you that hands down. But the thing about them is that I know they're good at what they do. Um, I've worked in situations with people that don't know really what they're doing. It's just in a non-union shop, and the rate's good even at non-union. It's it's a good rate, uh, pretty close to working at McDonald's. Joke, joke, joke. <laughs> but uh, that it, they just don't have the experience, and people get hurt, and equipment gets damaged. I mean, I've I've been where uh, someone was not paying attention, and a rack of lights went right into the floor. Um, I've had uh, staging go right through the floor, uh, outdoor staging because it was operated by people that weren't really good at it. And being in the union, you have to be really good at it because your sisters and brothers will give you a line of crap if you're not. Well, because you represent, everybody represents. So it's not just about, you know, the point I'm trying to make, it's not ju- just about every year we want to be represented. It's about there's an ongoing brother and sisterhood in, in our local and an educational opportunity in the local. So organizing is not just about benefits and salary. It's about being around like-minded friends that knows that's not safe. Well, I mean, every, every labor organization 
has an apprentice program. Well, not everyone, but most of them, all the pure trades like the AFL unions, they all have apprentice programs, but they also have training programs. If you're going to be an electrician or a welder or whatever, they take you in and they teach you how to drive a forklift and how to do it safely. They teach you about running a scissors lift. For people that don't know, that's the thing that just creeps around, but it'll go straight up in the air so that you can work in the overhead or in the ceiling or in the rafters in a big building. But they teach you how to use the equipment properly and safely. You become trained in it. So those things make it safe for everybody to be around. Like you said, when a truss falls, a truss is a big thing that they hang lights on or they hang motors on. But they're way up in the air. And if yeah. that thing falls, that's hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and it could fall on people, and it would kill them. So yeah. having the right people do the work to hang those things, to have yeah. the equipment to do that kind of work, that's what unions do. They make mm-hmm. sure the guy that's doing that is just not some guy off the street that you're bringing in that's going to get pay him 20 mm-hmm. bucks an hour to go out here and do something he doesn't know how to do. Well, it's again, I'm going to beat this and it's probably, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, the money's good working in a union house, uh, working union jobs when your uh, business agent can get you something, even in South Carolina, uh, that um, you can go do certain agencies have to hire a union. Uh, A lot of political. Boy, I'm looking forward to the political season again. I made a lot (laughs) of money doing nothing that uh, I'm waiting on that. But, uh, and and I'm not saying the money's not good, benefit's not good. But to me, what's really the reason you do it. I mean, I, I knew what I was doing a little bit when I started doing it. And I learned a lot from people around me. And I learned a lot from my brothers and sisters in the local. But that it's just safe. You know the people around you are very good at what they do or they're very bad and you stay away from the bad ones, you know, whatever the group is. And I, th- that's the thing that, that, that I harp on at, at our locals is that, you know, that's our number one um, priority. It's making sure anybody carrying a card in his pocket and anybody at the same venue working the same show with them is safe, then that's what it's for. Now, of course, the arguments about benefits and money, that goes through the business agent too. But uh, I think I'm getting too jargony, aren't I? Yeah, a little bit. But that's the way it is. I mean, you know, it's it's a thing to learn. You, people that uh, might hear this might not know what a, a local is. They might not know what a business agent is. But these are these are things that we deal with all the time because that's the the life we've led or are yeah. leading now in your case. So yeah. we, they need to know some of the little bit. The business agent takes care of all the affairs of the local, negotiates your contracts with all the different employers. Yeah. So it's not like you're working at the post office where yeah. you have one post office. It's not one thing. The postal service they're organized all across the country. But if you go to some mom and pop organization that makes widgets, that would be one place. Would they belong to their own local? They mm-hmm. might, or they might be absorbed by another local. You don't just, you never know. It all depends on the circumstances. 
Well, I, I scratched the surface once again. Uh, it's kind of like another lesson that you gave me is, is never make a motion unless you know you have a second and the votes. That's right. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Mr. McCarthy, uh, he got that lesson. <laughs> so, um, you know, ask the people around you. There are places where you can find to get started uh, collective bargaining. That means, uh, you know, they're more it's people that are working for you together as a group, not as an individual. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much for our first episode to follow up to uh, last um, our last season episode. We've got more for you coming. And uh, I don't know. I don't even want to start talking about it yet. We'll see you next time. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>